The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello. Oh, welcome to this World Cup edition of Laughter Permitted. I'm Julie Foudy. I'm Lynn Ozawi. The United and I'm Brandon <laughs> You're not introed yet, Brandy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's my bad. <laughs> the United States is out of the World Cup after losing to Sweden in penalty kicks. It is the earliest exit for the U.S. ever in a World Cup. Jules, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm making a lot of those nose- noises. That's how I'm doing. Uh, yeah, the game ended about... Six hours ago. Um, and to start processing this, we have someone who maybe knows a little something about penalty kicks on the world stage. The Brandy Chastain in the house. Because Woo-hoo! this series has become literally a parade of champions. Brandy's a two-time World Cup champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist. And as we all know, she, of course, scored the iconic game-winning penalty kick in the 1999 World Cup against China in a penalty shootout. And as we know, shootouts are brutal. So we've got a lot to talk about. So get comfortable, listen in. It's time to start unpacking all of this. Hi, B. Nice to see you. I wish it was under different circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I'll dive in with a quick scene set. Yeah. We've been doing Where in the World is Julie, Julie Foudy? Where are you, Jules? Um, I don't know if you can see that pillow over my left shoulder, but it says Aloha. So um, I am terribly sad to report that I am on the fine island of Maui rough well somebody needs to be celebrating something today and you're going to celebrate some sunshine since you've been in the winter i think i'm gonna have like two thousand lava flows today (laughs) okay please please um take pictures of all of them because i do want to see that Uh, more lava flow please more (laughs) lava flows just pour it all over me yeah i'm gonna take a bath in lava flows (laughs) Brandy, where are you? Oh, I'm at home. I'm at home in San Jose, California, wishing I was feeling better. Yeah. But but I have to say, I have been so inspired by this World Cup in, in so many other ways. Yeah. So um, yeah. there's a lot of good that's happening, which gets me fired up and excited. But, Facts. you know, pers- personally, personally, of course, I was biting my nails and hollering sometimes at the at the tv and so many so many questions to get to jules so many many Uh, situations uh, more of those guttural noises lynn before we start anything what is the t-shirt you have on today as i said in our Carla Overbeck episode, I needed a Julie Ertz t-shirt. <laughs> mm. 
I ordered one and I just have so much respect for how Julie played. And I thought I loved her interview after. Yeah, post game. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, as a Bronco, Santa Clara Bronco, we're very proud of Julie and um, what she's accomplished. And I think just her leadership has been phenomenal. And I think to, you know, beyond her team, just this idea for women. And, you know, as we all know, as moms, like, you know, that's a tough road and that's a tough a juggling act, you know. And I thought, you know, she really stepped up to uh, a really tough position having been away for so long. And so I think I'm hoping she's feeling proud and I know disappointed, but I think I hopefully more proud than anything. Oh, where do we even start, B? So uh, I think you got to start from the beginning. <laughs> Let's and- start from the very beginning. Um, I, I mean, the fact that the only win for the U.S. is Vietnam in this World Cup and four mm-hmm. goals in four games, three of them mm-hmm. coming against Vietnam. So think about that. They only scored one goal in the next three games. Yeah. It's just... Well, I think it speaks. I think it speaks to a few things. Let, let's let's unpack it like this. It speaks to us and our tactics, and mm-hmm. it speaks to the rest of the world. Yep. And uh, the quality that I think has always been there, but hasn't had the platform to come to the World Cup. And so we're seeing a lot of great quality that we knew that was around the world, and just I think that the goodness that's happening everywhere is awesome. But I feel that we could have been a little bit more agile. We could have been a little more flexible. A in little. Our, yeah. Oh, so that's an understatement. Sorry. We should have. Sorry. I should have said should. We should have been more oh. agile and more flexible. And I'm curious. My, my, my question is, why weren't we? Um, yeah. I, I, I've thought a lot about this, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, and to me... I agreed with everything Carly said about uninspired, disjointed, right? I totally disagree when it comes to the fact that the team was um, not giving everything they had. I, I don't I don't blame the players, honestly. I blame it more on the formation and the tactical setup. So for me, I mean, just look at that game. They switch into that double pivot. They move Sonnet in because of the Rose Lavelle switch. And that game changes. And Andy Sullivan is a totally different player, right? Sonnet is helping her. It it releases both of them. They're actually playing. And yes, there was more urgency by that team. Um, But that formation switch, which had been screaming for such, right? I I think I would even have gone to a three-back and played five in the midfield and done like a three-five-two just to mix that up as well. But they didn't have that versatility. It's not something they had been working on. So I don't think Flacco wanted to, to, for the first time, try that at a World Cup. Um, But the formation... Because because why not? Well, and... And why hadn't why don't we have that versatility? I mean, you're looking right. at England, you're looking at Japan. They're switching to a three back. They're going to a five back. They're switching to a four back. I mean, there's versatility all over the place. So to not have that weapon, I think to be able to have the confidence to say, okay, we're going to play in a three back and play with wing backs and help the midfield, or we're going to play in that double pivot that was forced by the Rose suspension, um, to me screams that the formation was wrong. 
all along. Because we've seen these players, they're more creative than that. I mean, they just were so robotic, so disjointed. When you're, did, did you see the stat from Paul Carr, who does all these great stats for us, as we know? Which, which the stat? That the se- their their average sequence of passes oh, in that. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to see the stat. It was pretty low. It was 1.9. They couldn't even <laughs> yeah. connect two passes. That was wow. the, the, um, uh, the, what was the final game of our group stage? Why am I blinking? Portugal. Portugal. That was the Portugal match. 1.9. I mean, that's how di- they could not connect on average more than two passes. So to me, that screams that, that, that it's, it, that something needs to shift and the, inability from Vlatko to make those switches and have the confidence in the depth of the team and the substitution patterns, which is a whole nother podcast. And a lot of bands. And a lot of bands. <laughs> I am going to be banding it till I cannot band it anymore. Well, let's, let, 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 let's just hold on for a second because as much as I want to place all of this weight on Vlatko's shoulders, and I feel that he does have the lion's share of responsibility as the leader and the coach of the team. I do also think of times when players have to make decisions, right? And I I, I mm-hmm. see in games yep. where, you know, formation is just a place you start when before the whistle is blown. Like you have to read the the cues. You have to understand yep. the momentum. You have yep. to value the ball. You have to have relationships with the players next to you. And when I say relationships, it's not like because it's formation driven. It's because I know how to communicate and I've done this in practice. And, you know, we've talked about scenarios. And to me, it felt like we were so unsure just about soccer in general. That was like the that to me was Mm -hmm. the disappointing and frustrating part the most. And then you add on top of it the the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. unwillingness or the insecurity of making change. It felt a little like Germany 2003. Remember that 3-0 game was just mm-hmm. like we kind of got stuck mm-hmm. doing the same mm-hmm. thing. We didn't really have mm-hmm. that plan B and you know we had mm-hmm. all this play down the wide channels and we'd mm-hmm. cross it the goalkeeper catch it. We'd get to the wide channel, we'd cross it the goalkeeper catch it and it was like why isn't mm-hmm. it working? Well, can't you can't keep doing the same thing. So I, I'm going to yeah. give some responsibility to the players to right. recognize, you know, either you have numerical superiority or you don't mm-hmm. move the ball. You know, you you have to want the ball at mm-hmm. this level. You have to yeah. want the ball. and You're going to have to want the ball with pressure because pressure is all over. But if you have good movement and you do want the ball and you have good body shape with your head up, you can receive it in that manner. But I feel like we kind of lacked just that ownership in that moment. And I wish we were more encouraged or practice in that way. Yeah. I'd feel a hell of a lot better if you look back on those four games and go, okay, well, they played, right? They played and and, like this game, this game against Sweden, obviously so much better. So much better. And you take pride in the fact that, okay, well, there, there is the team that we were expecting to see and we never saw it. So these players are going to look back on that and go, where the hell was that for, for the three games? And of course we put ourselves in this position because we don't come out first in our group. They were lucky to get out of the group in, in the first place. And so instead of getting South Africa, you're getting Sweden. And, and it would have been 
perhaps a very different story if you had a different path. I mean, you're still getting Japan in that second game in that quarterfinal match, and that's going to be a tough game for anyone. Um, but that that has to be so frustrating for them, knowing that they they underperformed um, this entire tournament really till that last that last game, and then they and then they can't they can't get it done in regulation, and then they have three opportunities really to put that game away. Rapino skies it over. Right, that she's gonna have to live with that. That just breaks my heart, given her legacy. Then Smith with the opportunity with the game on the line, your heart breaks for her. This kid, you could see it. You know, first World Cup, all the pressure on her shoulders. And then you, of course, have Kelly O'Hara, another four-time World Cup veteran who steps up. And I thought she had just perfectly placed that when she came and hit it, Ugh. and then cruel. it clangs off the it's post. Cruel. So, oh, just it is. And uh, I mean, and then. I mean, how how does FIFA not take more time to look at that 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 final penalty kick? Here, I well, mean, this, did you see this is a good good question, good question the, because Jerry the, and I were going back and forth about this. He goes, "I don't see any blue between it." I said, "But I don't see any shadow over the white." Yeah, talk about a game of it's a piece of paper, not just inches. It's a the, piece of paper. We're talking like nanometers. Yeah, a couple things. One, I thought this was the best game I've seen Alyssa Nair play, and I thought. I thought she, you know, she was yeah. shaky mm-hmm. at best in Portugal. And a couple of times when she came out for the ball, I was like, oh, no, please don't do that. But I thought I thought she was really solid. Yeah. And the fact that she stepped yeah. up and she took the, the kick and then she say, made a save was phenomenal. And, you know, I, I thought that was terrific. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, and oh then just gosh. take that kick. I was like, when I saw her step up, oh, I was what was like, your reaction? Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I was, and Deck goes, wait, what? Deck goes, yeah. what? And I go, well, keepers take a lot of penalties at each other, but <laughs> but still, this is asking a lot. This is asking well, a lot for her to save it. And what's, then it call, what's it called when uh, you go right down the middle? Because she went right down the middle with the kick. Crazy. You call that crazy? <laughs> what's the term for uh. it? Uh, I think you're maybe thinking it's like panenka. Yeah. Like, but I think it's that's that's done with a little. Okay. That's when you're done like with a, like a little. Chip it kind it's of. It's really soft and chip. and you're just like oh I can't get back there. Um, but I would be interested, Julie, in in asking or knowing. Yeah. The process for choosing the players because if I looked at the roster of available players. Yeah. I I wouldn't put Kelly O'Hara in that group. And I certainly would put Naomi Gurma because she's so calm. She's just calm. Yeah, taking a her, shot. Her PK. nature is calm. She's like, yeah, I got it. A great no point. problem. I loved watching Naomi play. She was a presence. Oh, God. Yeah. She was the best all tournament, and, I think, for sure. And, and then I'll, yeah. I'll say, hey, Alyssa said, hey, I'll take one because maybe somebody wasn't stepping up. I don't, you know, again, yeah, I don't and that's know the what you process. don't know. And, and you don't know how yeah. they're hitting them every day in practice, right? But again, yeah, remember, but listen, remember listen, Mia Ham said exactly. no to a penalty in 1999 and Tony turned to that's her right. and said, you are the greatest goal scorer on this, <laughs> on the earth. You are taking a penalty. And she was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, like, so, no. Yeah. Uh, I respect your decision to say no, but get your ass on that line. <laughs> <laughs> what about not having Alex Morgan in the game to take one? 
Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting too. I thought he he should have subbed out Alex if he was going to sub her out much earlier. And then when you got to that end of that game, like keep your keep your veteran group on that's going to take penalties. I was surprised he subbed that late then. Wait, I was like, "Wait, you're taking her off now?" Made no sense. It's clearly going to penalty kicks. Now you take off Sophia Smith and keep Alex in, right? If you're going to make that change that late. It was hard to see Alex in the circle while Vlaco's going over oh. the penalty kicks with a parka, her pants, and the sub jersey on. I'm thinking, how is Alex Morgan not taking a penalty kick right now? And you know she's thinking the exact damn same thing. Like, how did he take me off in these waning moments? I don't know what minute that was, but... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know the minute well, either. And, but I, and I, I thought it was so weird. Like Kelly O'Hara barely, barely had a touch. I, did she have a touch? Christy Mewis, what a penal, penalty kick without, without a touch. It's like, yeah. I know this has been done before, but that is so unfair, I think, to the player to go, okay, yeah, without having a touch, go in the biggest game of your life, Christy Mewis, and in the first World Cup of your life, Christy Mewis, go take a penalty kick for us. And then she goes and crushes it. But then you see Kelly O'Hara clanging it off the post. I, I just... Yeah. I, I don't know if... I don't again, know if fairness, I, don't, I don't know if fairness is really a viable construct in this situation because, look, we all signed up. Right. We all signed up to be a part of this. And, you know, we 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 all agreed that whatever our role was going to be, we were going to accept that. and We're going to do it to the best of our ability. So I think in that way, like. Hey, good for good for Christy Mewis for stepping up. I mean, that's big time. Awesome. I think good for everybody else for stepping up. Obviously, both of you have been involved in some major penalty kicks at the World Cup. What is that like? Brandy, did you take a penalty kick ever? Um, once, <laughs> yeah, maybe once, <laughs> once only with my left foot. It happened to be at That's the world. Such Cup. a great story, actually. <laughs> Come on, tell it. Tell it. Uh, tell uh it. you know, I think we were all exhausted, Jules. Let's let's just let everybody know. Like that 120 minutes was exhausting. It was so hot that day in the Rose Bowl. It was it was a magnificent day. Let's be honest. Two great teams bending, not breaking, going back and forth. Christine Lilly makes a phenomenal save off the goal line. God, love her. Love her forehead still. Yeah. Still a it. corner kick from <laughs> from China. And and we're now we're here we are. We're ice towels and shaking the legs and we're talking about penalty kicks and Lauren Gray comes over and says, hey uh, you're going to take a penalty? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I got it because in the run of play, I would have taken one because Michelle at that point was out of the game, right? Michelle would have been the other penalty kick kicker. And I said, yep, no problem. I got it. And I went back to whatever the heck I was doing. And then Tony came over and God bless him. Just love him so much. You know, he put his hand like on my shoulder and he's like, you're going to take a penalty. I said, yeah, Lauren came over and told me, he goes, okay, you're going to do it with your left foot. And it was like the road runner. He like ran away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's incredible. I, yeah. And to be honest with you, thank God. I really, I do believe this was a blessing in disguise. It was so hot. It was such an exhaustive game. It was like, so 
physically and emotionally draining that I didn't spend two <laughs> seconds did, thinking you about. You didn't it. even have the energy to respond to no. it. You're like, okay. <laughs> but I think the funny thing about it was I didn't know what number I was in the order when we went out to the circle somehow. That I, is the craziest thing to me. I did not get that. But then, Jules, so now I'm thinking I can't ask anyone because I don't want to throw anybody off of whatever it is their process is. So I'll just wait. Just, if, like, if someone doesn't step up, I guess it's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just kind of look down the line. Oh, someone's I'm going. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I waited. What's that line like? How are you supporting one another? I'm just thinking that the two of you watching those penalty kicks, your perspective, were you, are you just right there with in that moment reliving it? Or what is it like? Because for us, we as fans, we look at it and say, this is awful. But what is it really like? Jules, I'd love to hear your your commentary on that. Well, I was the next kicker after Brandy, so I was thinking, oh, please, God, just holy hell, just make it. Just make it. Let's be done. Let's go have a party. <laughs> I, I don't need to take one. I'm fine. Let's go. Were, Let's go, what were you What were you thinking when everybody else did Yeah, that? what's like, it like? Oh, um, oh, please, God. Oh, please, God, just make it. <laughs> Same thing. You know, the beauty of Julia, she never panicked at all. She never panicked. I mean, that was internally outside. You know, I was like the duck. You just, you know, <laughs> you're underneath your paddling. But outside, you're like, what's up, party people? We're good. So when you're over the ball, is it an out-of-body experience? Are you laser focused? Yeah, I, I would say... Because of my experience against China earlier in the year, I had something that did have my focus. I think it would have been interesting to know what what would have happened had I not missed a penalty earlier in the year and had Gao Hong in my face as I put the ball down. That's the so, Chinese keeper. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was a quirky, phenomenal character and... Like, you know, when I put the ball down and I stood up, she was standing there like two boxers in a ring. And I was like, what the hell? And she had a great smile and, again, a quirky um, personality. And she smiled and winked. And I was like, what you know, just, happening? Right? That just reminded me that uh, Musevich, is that right? Is that the goalie yeah. for Musevich mm-hmm. for, uh, for Sweden? You know, as great a game she had, she did not have to make a save in the penalty not kicks. One save. No, not no. One save. I mean, like think of the three didn't misses. Even come close. Three didn't misses come close. didn't come. Third one, O'Hara hit the hit the bar. I mean, but she she would have watched that one just sail in. Did not yeah. make a save. Didn't yeah. have to. And she had a great game. Uh, oh yeah. But Phenomenal again, game. everyone's like, well, if they just didn't have such a good goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Wait, what? No. <laughs> Let's rewind well, to the I mean, three games uh, before that that put yeah. this put us in that situation. Okay, I I have two things I want to talk about. One, we'll talk about Blackco and his future because um, I think he's Gonzo. Um, and but first, I mean, we've talked for a long time, and you started with this, Brandy, about the world the world catching up. I would say uh, let's not use that. <laughs> in terms of catching up is, is oh, they're getting better. No, no the world is here. They, they've caught up. Let's use it in the past tense. Um, the world has caught up for sure, which is a great thing. I mean, the fact that Germany goes out, the fact that Morocco and Colombia qualify as the two teams out of their group H, and it's <laughs> Germany and South Korea that go out. The fact that Jamaica's yeah. in, the fact that three of the four African teams get through I mean, you look at the progress in yeah. Africa, in CONCACAF, um, 
it's it's been tremendous, which is such a good sign. It's such a good sign. And then, as we know, though, you know, when I look at the problems with this this U.S. team, I, I've been saying this for a long time, and I'll read uh, I'll read this that I got from the Athletic. Uh, our youth national teams at the under twenty mm-hmm. and under seventeen level, mm-hmm. right? So we're we're talking. Mm-hmm. We, we are the two time defending World Cup champion. Let's start there. But the worrisome thing for me is, okay, the world is caught up. So what's happening at our youth level? Like, what are we looking at? You know, the last time the U-20s won a World Cup, 2012, right? Um, The last two World Cups, the U.S. failed to advance from their group, okay? 2017s, right? You look at that. Um, they've never won it at the 2017 level. And in the most recent under 17 world cup, they lost to Nigeria in the quarterfinal, right? Before that, um, failed to advance from their group in 2016, 2018. So you look at the Spains and the Japans and even the North Korea's doing well at that level, Nigeria who beat us, as I said, in the 17s, and we're not seeing it from the youth system either. So that is that is worrisome. Cautionary tale to every single Ugh. coach in our country. Stop doing the shit that you're doing, which yeah. is trying to win games yeah. by long balls and running straight yeah. and teach your kids. Develop them. Composure, receiving the ball under pressure, off the ball movement, awareness. Please stop worrying about your job and worry about development. Ugh. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast yes. because I do feel like our pay-to-play model has has to have some changes to it. I mean, I am shelling out. I have an ACNL kid, right? ACNL being the top level of soccer. And, and we are shelling out probably 30 grand easy a year in just expenses. And how many families can do that? It's crazy. No, not, not a lot. What they're asked to do. And then you're traveling on top of that. Plus the impact it has on the kids themselves. Is it healthy for the kids? Yeah, it's a lot to That's a lot uh, to that's unpack. A, that's a lot, a lot to, unpack. to unpack. We're not going to unpack but, that. But that but to I do me is so say, worrisome. I do want to say, I think your comment is right on. We do have to evaluate from the top to the bottom. And we have to say, you know, where is our most important assets? Our most important yep. assets are our young players because they will become our national team players. And that's what they should become, right? If we're doing the the right job and we're doing the, and we're focusing on the right things. And, and, you know, I think the, the pressure of getting that college scholarship and now even more pressure becoming that young pro, right? You want to yeah. be, you want to get that contract and you want to make those commercials and you want to get those endorsement deals. It is a lot. It's a lot. And it's the way the world is right now, and we have to we have to recognize that because these other players in other countries are you know turning into professional athletes earlier, um, and so we just have to be better adults and mindful stewards of the game for our kids. Okay, let's go to Vlatko now. Right, well okay. said. Well said. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, let's go to Vlatko, and and this this pains me to say because he is such a nice damn dude, but. You look at, he's had tremendous success outside of the Olympics and the World Cup, but you look at the two things he was charged with running. So the Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics, 
and this World Cup. Total anomaly. Let's give that that Tokyo Olympics was yep. a total weird and, situation. And yes, there's COVID. And yes, there's been injuries. But every team has had injuries. It yeah. is not just yeah. the United States that's had injuries. We can go down the list right. of ACLs and stars that are out. England, Miedema with the Netherlands. I mean, you go down right. that list, right? right. Um, and absolutely hurt not to have Mal Swanson because I think she yeah. masked a lot of the issues with her brilliance. Like actually they weren't playing that great. And Mal would just like take the t whole team on her shoulders and be like, okay, I got you get on, get on my back. And it masked actually, I think a lot of the issues with that team that they weren't playing great. They'd struggled for a long time going into this world cup, but he won four of 10 games in those two competitions. Oh, that stat by the, I didn't the know attacking third. That's I saw today, four of 10 games in, and let's look at the way they played in those two competitions, right? Mm -hmm. And the way they played in between. And, and again, yeah, yes, there was COVID and there was disruptions and all of that, but that says everything. Like that's it. Like he, he couldn't. And as much as, you know, Jill Ellis and the players for whatever reason did not love her at all. I mean, look at the contrast in success. 2015 World Cup champions, 2019 World Cup champions. And there will be a lot of unpacking of this in the days to come. Well, but I also think, think about personnel too. Think about personnel and the timing of that personnel and where they were in their careers, I think is also relevant. You can't just, I don't think it's just a coaching thing, but I think, yes, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm following your line of logic. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's that's a coaching change that's going to happen. Um, yeah. How soon do you think it will happen? Pronto. Yeah. I mean, they've like got an Olympics in 12 months, less than 12 months, 11 months. The question also is who of the group that, that just played this World Cup will survive this and play in those Olympics? Right. You know, of the older group, who will be around? Julie, Megan, Kelly, um, Dunn, um, you know, I mean. Yeah, Alex. Alex, mm -hmm. you know, will these players be a part of that? Mm -hmm. That is going to be tough because having been in that position myself, that's a, you know, there's going to be some who yeah. want to go on and there's going to be some who right. are like, and the Olympics is a, is a tough one because it's so close, right? So it's this poll. Yeah. It's so close to after the World Cup. It's like, oh, I, but I could go 11 more months, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously, Rapino has announced she's retiring. She, we know she's right. done. Um, but we haven't heard that from Alex. We haven't heard that from Kelly. Um, yeah, it will be interesting. And how much do you turn that page and rebuild yeah. and start again? And, so, and I'm, I'm assuming that this next person in charge will just, it will be an interim. It's going to be an interim. I, I don't see them hiring. Well, I don't know. You let's talk about it. You, you um, don't, I, I mean, I think it depends who's available, obviously mm -hmm. if they, and that's the problem too, is like at what point in the cycle, you know, a Serena Vigman, Vigman isn't going to be available because she's probably taking England to that Olympics. So if you wanted someone like that, not to say she'd ever leave England, but I mean, I mean, she'd be a dream. Um, could she be available? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we hear, I mean, Emma Hayes is someone at Chelsea who knows if she would come here to the States and take over. But, I, you know, I think she's a, a fantastic coach. We hear your Laura Harvey uh, batted around. Who else would you put on that list? Brandy Chastain and Julie Foudy. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> Not this one. Fighters. Thanks very much. Okay, kids, um, let's have donuts today in her shooting practice. I think that actually could help. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, may, maybe what's uh, the Australian Tony? Yeah, oh, Gustafsson. Gustafsson. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. Worked under Pia for many years with the U.S. team, so he's familiar, of course. You were talking about Blocko being a nice uh, person, and I, I, I don't think uh, in this situation. Um, we can take the human element out of it, Jules. So I appreciate that comment because I think most people would say the same thing about Tony. Yeah. Right. Like he was, he was such a great person and he wanted so much for the, the, the team. And, you know, he lived it every day and he really valued the players. And I think that's really, I think it, it, it holds water only to a certain level. Like, mm-hmm just to a certain level. And then you have to know what the hell you're doing and you have to be able to articulate it and you have to be able to um, create environments where the players can visualize, uh, have repetition and practice it. I I remember specifically, like I'm going to give you a perfect example of something that we did with the defensive group, which I don't think that you were with us for these practices, sometimes you may have been because we did have a midfielder or two. If it had anything to do with defense, then probably no. <laughs> no. Nope. Not me. Don't pick me. Don't pick me. <laughs> you know, we would play those um, six goal games. So each each team had yeah. three goals to defend. And, you know, just the shifting and moving and stepping and dropping and all, you know, yeah. in, in a very tight space. But so we just had that relationship about how much space could I give and how much space did I need to cover to you know to have my my teammates back and how much could did they need to have mine and you know when just being in concert with each other right. i just feel like we didn't we you know this game is about rhythm and it's like poetry yeah. and it has, it's a dance I know you, it's a I know dance you think, and there was no dance i know i am a, a yeah. poet Jules. you know <laughs> i'm a poet haikus haikus yes haikus all over <laughs> Um, but, oh, to be a know, tree. I, I, what a tree I would be. <laughs> oh, so I, I feel like we just didn't have that. And uh, yeah, there was, again, there was, it, there was no grace. There wasn't a dance. There was no, yeah. no, there was no dancing happening. happening. It was jazz. Yeah. It was and, jazz. I, and I think a lot of people would say he's a great coach. I mean, the players were ecstatic when he got named as, as the coach. They, they fought for him to be the coach. But there's, there's, there's being a great coach. And then to your point making it all translate. And it did. It just didn't translate at the highest level mm-hmm. when he needed it the most. And for whatever reason, there's going to be a lot of, of um, digging into to why that didn't. Because we know he's he's got the chops um, and is a very good coach, but why that didn't translate. So uh, I think that coaching change will be imminent, is my guess. And who knows? Maybe he's going to be coaching at Kansas City for the NWSL. That would not surprise me one bit because that's where he mm-hmm. resides and they do not have a coach. Am I right? It seems quite uh, like an easy, just slide yep. right in. Yeah. Slide so, right in. Um, <sighs> well, how about, I, a qu- uh, how about a question before we go? I've got okay. one lined up. Okay. Questions permitted. this is from me personally because there's an elephant in the room you both starred in a Lays commercial for last year's world cup featured david beckham peyton manning mia was in it you two had a great bit together in this year's Lays world cup commercial only brandy 
was featured. What's up with that? Has this impacted your friendship? Uh, I said, no, you as long as she gives me lots, lots of chips. <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> see that? See that right there? We, I got you. I, got I you. just care about the chips. <laughs> Give me some freedoms. <laughs> I'm going to say something about that commercial, if you don't mind. What I loved about it was that it was a mom and a daughter. Mm. And now they've got, they got the, they're at the table and she's doing tactics, right? And she's going to yeah. teach this girl about yeah. soccer. And then at the end, she says, when the dad says, what is this? And she says, greatness. Yeah. Like, I just think like, that's probably like, I get chills thinking of that's really Jules. When I think about 99 and we talk about the rest of the world, that really was 99 was that springboard to, Hey, everybody, women's soccer is present and exists everywhere. Hey, so, hey you know, yeah. Like start hey, a program, hello. fund your program, develop knock, your knock, program. Knock. Yeah. yeah. And then we thought uh, naively like, oh my God, this will change everything. Well, guess what? It took another 20 years. However, it did, it did, but it took another 20 years for the world to realize, okay, for just a small amount of investment. And we actually water that garden a little bit, you're going to be able to see it, it bloom. I will say, let's end on this positive, which you started with. Like this World Cup has been, when people said, you're crazy to go to 32 teams, how dare you expand? The, the world is not ready. There will be all these lopsided, you know, like there was in the 2019 right. uh, U.S. first game, 13-0 uh, against Thailand. And you you have seen a few lopsided games, but my gosh, the ability by you know these teams as we talked about off the top has been so fun to see and that mm -hmm. and then being over there in australia and new zealand and seeing the enthusiasm in both those countries and the crowds and mm -hmm. obviously the numbers and um and what we're going to see i know these numbers haven't all drawn out i mean fox oh, they got to be so mad about this by the way oh damn you've got some fox executives who are like WTF, we didn't finish first, which would have put us in prime time, the U.S. So mm -hmm. now we're in the middle of the night, and now the U.S. is out. So this is going to be a rough couple of weeks for those Fox executives. But the the positive let's, is... But, but let's hope that the, we, you know, we tossed out the hook and people have bit. They oh, want yeah. to now know. They want to now know. And it's just that much win. more of exciting of a tournament. It's not like, oh, well, yeah. here's your, you know. You had, I think, in 2019, seven of the eight quarterfinalists were from Europe. And then it was the United States. So it yeah. tells you how far we've come. So that, I think, is tremendous. And for teams like Morocco, who has put a ton of investment in the women's game, for them then to qualify and get out of their group, it mm -hmm. just then reinforces the fact that with some investment in the women's side, you're going to make great strides. So, yes, invest, Amen baby. Invest, yes. baby. Speaking of investment, shout out to Jules. Uh, our presenting sponsor. No, it is not oh. Bay FC, Brandy pointing <laughs> to her t-shirt. It is Ally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thumbs up to Ally. Ally. For Ally, sure. always great. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm super pumped about Bay FC, even though I almost wore my Angel City hat. I should have because you have your shirt on. I almost <laughs> did that as a, like a, you know, we got this down here. What you got? What you it's going to be awesome. It, it is, is going to be, be awesome. So I think it's the, it's the I-5... Um, the I five rivalry. Yeah, the, the I five drive. I five drive. drive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's gonna be fantastic. It's, I'm very great. excited I, for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited for us, but I'm excited for our league and 
where we're going and you know, we, we honestly, we have to be, we have to continue to be stewards of the game. I think that's what we have to present to um, our communities. We have to, you know, give examples to our youth clubs of, you know, what does it look like? And, you know, we have to stick to that. We can't just say like, oh, this, we're going to talk this game over here, but we're going to do this thing over here. Forget it. Our actions have to speak to our words and we have to, we have to technically execute soccer better. Mm, yeah. I think that's really, really important for glaring. us. So, yeah. you know, I think I would say to every young person out there who who listens and loves this podcast because it's so awesome. If you added five minutes a day against a ball and you against a wall and and that accumulated over time, you would see your game go up. And you'd be like, hmm, that's like juggling. Like, eh, it doesn't really apply, but it does. Yeah. The relationship and the mastery of the ball is allows you to make decisions. And when you make, when you can make decisions under pressure that are good decisions, you get positive outcomes. When you don't make great decisions under pressure, you get counterattacks or you give up the ball too much and you only have 1.9 passes in a row <laughs> in a game. I wish someone had told me that earlier because I would have fed my left foot a little bit more. She was hungry. She was really hungry <laughs> and she never she never got the love. <laughs> so if someone had said to me, Julie, you're going to take this penalty kick with your left foot, I would have said, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Hey. Crazy. <laughs> Jules, I want to say mahalo for having me on uh, oh, on you. your podcast today. Thank and you, Brandy. I, I'm I'm looking for the picture of you in the vat of lava, <laughs> Flow. lava flows with your bands. <laughs> with your bands, <laughs> I am gonna be yeah. in bed at some point today. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Well, look over that ocean. I'm going to get my band working. I'm going to take a deep breath. We're going to be okay, people. We are. We're going to be a little pissed for four years. Actually, no, we got one more year for the Olympics. Thank God we didn't have that three-year gap. We got the Olympics. 11 months. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, final thing, B. We're going to send us off a little love. We're going to do yeah. the USA, 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 uh. Are you ready? Lead the count. I am ready. Lead the count. Okay, here we go. On three. One, two, three. Usa, 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 Oh! Just make it, let's be done. Let's go have a party.